Welcome to the Positively Midlife Podcast. We are college friends now in our 50s exploring midlife together. Join us on this journey filled with honest discussion on the topics and challenges that are important to women at midlife. Today's topic is about the fastest growing sport in the United States with the very funny name, pickleball. And once you start playing it, I am going to tell you, you're going to become absolutely obsessed with playing. And I also want to tell you how the sport got its very crazy name, but you're going to have to hang with me to the end because I want to save that for the last little bit. Well, I'm excited to learn how pickleball got its name for sure, Tish. And I do know you're obsessed because I have heard you talk about it and you've even um, played a little bit with me to try and teach it to me. So very exciting topic, but let's hold your pickleball obsession just for a minute until we get to our obsessions for the week. Why don't you go first? Okay. So my obsession for this week is the new movie Elvis. and. I'm telling you, it was fantastic. Then again, anytime Tom Hanks is involved in a movie, I'm telling you, I'm always a fan. Uh, Him and Ron Howard, anything they're involved in is always so good. But the big thing about this was I've been going to the movies with big groups of friends. So it's, it's, I feel like a teenager again or something, but we organize, we make it a whole event. So I even do a t-shirt to go. I had my Elvis t-shirt and I had it all sparkled out, but a big group of us went to see Elvis together and it was so much fun. Well, I've, I'm, you hooked me into going to Elvis. I'm going to be going this weekend, but I have to say your shirt was darling. It was so cute and glittery and sparkly. So I know you did a t-shirt for the movie event you did before this one too, right? We went to see Top Gun, okay, and loved Top Gun too. It was another favorite. And um, one of my favorite quotes from Top Gun um, is, talk to me, goose. (laughs) And so I had a talk to me, goose t-shirt. Everyone's like, where'd you get it? Where'd you get it? I actually made it myself. So there you go. (laughs) They must know how crafty you are because you are crafty with a glue gun, with decoupage, you name it, you were good at it. So I'll have to post a couple of the pictures of the t-shirt. And again, it's just kind of taking just a simple thing about going out to the movies and just taking it to the next level with your friends, making it a little event thing to happen. The next one that, and we already have it planned at Elvis, we were talking about how we're all going to go together to see where the crawdads sing. Um, and it's a book a bunch of us have read. Yeah, I think we all loved that book. I'm excited oh. to see that movie too. So Ellen, you know what my obsession is. Now, what's your obsession for the week? Well, my obsession this week is a my favorite summer drink called an Aperol Spritz. And um, I think we're both familiar with it, but if others aren't, it is champagne mixed with Aperol, which is kind of a bitter liqueur, a splash of soda and an orange wedge. And you have to serve it in a giant goblet wine glass. You know, (laughs) it's part of part of what what the drink is all about. But it's a really beautiful color. It smells great and fresh and citrusy. 
and um, I just love it. So here's to the Aperol Spritz. Oh, I I love the Aperol Spritz. I uh, had gone on a vacation to Italy last year, and every afternoon, right around noon, oh, is it too early to have a spritz? Is it too <laughs> early to have a spritz? So if you've never tried one, definitely try it. It is so nice and bright and refreshing. So on a really warm summer day, I'm telling you, it's it's it'll be your new go-to drink. <laughs> yeah, it is. So from one obsession though to another, let's get to the pickleball. You know, before you started playing, which I think probably was a year or year and a half ago, it really wasn't a sport I'd heard much about. So just give us an overview of what pickleball is. So a lot of you may have heard the name and not understood what it is. But if tennis, badminton, and ping pong had a child, (laughs) it would be called pickleball. So it kind of combines a few different sports on a very scaled down tennis court. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what I love is in the space of where you would have maybe two tennis courts, you can have six to eight pickleball courts. So mm-hmm. it is definitely a sport that can accommodate so many more people in the same amount of space. Um, and then the rackets that you use are different than tennis rackets. So it's more like an oversized ping pong paddle. Oh, wow. And then you play with a wiffle ball. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, most pickleball is played with doubles. So you have two people on each side. You can play as singles, um, and sometimes I like to do that to get a little bit more exercise because it's quite the workout, but what I really like is it's very social sport. Mm-hmm. So. Right. I know you have many groups that you play with or that you can play with, right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about where and how the sport started? Because it seems so, new. so, yeah, this this sport has actually been around since 1965. Um, happens to be a very fine year. Yes. Year I was born. I would agree. <laughs> Great year. <laughs> so you had these two men, uh, Joel Pritchard and Bill Bell, who lived on Bainbridge Island, Washington. I actually lived out near Bainbridge Island, so I know Bainbridge Island. I used to, for my first son, I used to do Lamaze classes out in Bainbridge Island. So I know <laughs> this island. It's beautiful. But anyway, they they were in the summertime looking to do a sport, do something with the family, keep the family busy. And they went to set up to do a badminton mm-hmm. game. But of course, they couldn't find any of the badminton paraphernalia and they were missing stuff. So these two improvised and they took ping pong paddles and a wiffle ball and they used the badminton net, but then they decided when they realized that the wiffle ball had a nice bounce off the concrete, they realized, Hey, let's lower the net. So instead of using that tall um, badminton net, they lowered it to 36 inches so they could get that bouncing action in. So they played for over the weekend, and then they introduced the game to a third friend, Barney McCollum. And so these three dads came together for the sole purpose of just having something to do with their families. 
Um, and they started making rules and and kind of just building the game from scratch, you know, grassroots. So in 1972, okay, so a couple years in, um, the game actually started to gain some steam um, out in the Pacific Northwest. And um, they actually incorporated to Pickleball Inc., which actually created. That's fascinating. I... I really thought perhaps it, it came from the East Coast. I don't know why, but grew out of tennis, you mm-hmm. know, that it was something that kind of morphed either out of tennis or badminton, not from three guys trying to entertain their <laughs> kids and their family. And I had no idea that it's been around that long. Um, I think really um, a, a fascinating background. So tell me a little bit, do you play only outside? Do you play inside? Do you use modified uh, tennis courts? How do, how do you do it? So I actually, I play with actually three different groups. So I do play with one group that does play indoors. It's slightly different kind of ball that you use, but same type of rackets and same type of size of the court and whatnot. Um, but I also play with two different groups outdoors. I like playing with different groups because it just gives you a different dynamic and it challenges your game. Um, but what's also really nice is with the, um, like the indoor one. So in the more in the winter time, it's great because you're not affected by rain and, you know, different, the, the elements going on and you can typically get three to four courts on a basketball court. So that that's how they're done indoors. It's usually mm-hmm. on a basketball court and you just these set up these portable nets. Um, so that that's been great. Um, so with the outdoor ones on the space that you would have, like I said, two tennis courts, you can get six to eight pickleball courts in there. Um, so it just accommodates so many more people, mm-hmm. which is so great. That's amazing. Um, so how did you get started? I think it was part of your fitness journey that you've been on. Yes. So I had really, um, when the kids were younger, I had done USTA tennis and I really loved it. But when the kids got to an age where I'm, you know, driving between all their sports, my organized sports took a back seat. You know, I just didn't have the time that I could um, devote to being at different places. Mm -hmm. So as Liam started driving, my youngest started driving himself to his own sports and I didn't have to go to all these practices uh, that he was, he needed to attend. I considered going back to tennis, Mm -hmm. tennis. Um, at that time I was heavier. Tennis was really tough on my joints. Um, when I had played years before, a lot of times that was a concern for me. Um, What I started hearing from all these friends of mine who had started to play pickleball was it was so much more less impact on the joints. So a good friend of mine said, I'm taking a lesson. Do you want to come with me? And that's all it took. One lesson and I was hooked. So that was about 10 months ago. And I think I play three to five times a week at this point. That's amazing. So I think I'm addicted. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In fact, I'm I'm so into it that um, one of the ladies that I play with, um, Kelly, she 
um, her and I are going to do a fundraiser for the Susan B. Coleman. They're having a 30 games of pickleball in the month of July. And Kelly and I have decided that we're going to do 30 games in one day. And we're going to invite people to come play against us um, in each of these games and just kind of raise money for um, breast cancer research. That's amazing, Tish. I um, I think you can do 30 games in a day, even yourself, because you love it so much, right? Yes. And, yes. Um, it's great to incorporate a fundraiser, especially for breast cancer, because I think many people know I am a breast cancer survivor. So it's always near and dear to me when people are raising money for, for that cause. Um it's such a fast paced game too, from what I hear you talking about, right? That's one of the things that you really enjoy about it. Well, it was funny because over the holidays, um, my middle son came to visit and he's a tennis player. And I kept asking him, Sean, come and play pickleball with mom. And he kept putting me off and putting me off. And he finally said, I don't want to play that old people's sport. I go, you know, one of the fastest growing groups that I see out on the courts are 30 year old guys. Like there's a lot of young people playing. And I said, where the 30 year old guys go, the 30 year old girls are going to start to follow. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so he finally said, okay, I'll go play with you. And we got over there. I have a new pickleball fan. He loved it. He loved the fast pace of the shots, you know, the tennis is you hit it and they return it mm-hmm. and then you hit it. And it's just, it's just a much slower pace of um, the returns where pickleball, it can start going really fast. And he absolutely loved it. So that was, it was so much fun that he enjoyed something that I'm been passionate about, but I see a lot of families on the courts because you can get little kids playing um, with adults, uh, a couple of the ladies that, um, that I play with, one of them brings her teenage daughter. Um, so it's just great when you can see that intergenerational, um, sports and there's not a whole lot of sports you can do that with. It's true. And I, I'm kind of curious, like there's not as much running. So do you think that's one of the reasons seniors and maybe older folks, midsters like to play, you know, that it's, you're able to have that interaction of the sport, but not so much running. I think there is a little less running. You can get into situations where you are moving a lot. Cause I can tell you we're sweating up a storm, Mm -hmm. but I think it's twofold. I think not only is it less impact because there's less long runs where you're doing a jarring stop. Um, and that part of it, as well as it's much more social than tennis. So I had said to my son, Sean, when we went there, I kind of warned him. I said, now, Sean, this is a very social sport. And he goes, you keep saying this. I don't understand what you mean. I said, oh, okay. So as soon as we get there, this gentleman sees us walk up and he goes, are you all here to play with somebody? And my son, Sean goes, no, he said, okay, can I play with you? And my son, my son was shocked. He's like, uh, and I said, well, now he's never played before. He's a tennis player and tennis players just have a very easy transition into the sport. So it's, it's, if you've ever played tennis, it's 
very easy to learn pickleball for you. But um, he said, well, warm him up. Let me see. And I warm Sean up and the guy goes, yep, I'm going to play with you all. And when we left, I said, Sean, have you ever had anybody when you went to play tennis, invite them into your game, invite themselves into your game? And he goes, never. He said, I see what you mean about being social. So it's the kind of sport and it depends on the area you're in. So I play at one place where you put your rackets up on in the in these holders and the next four people play. You didn't have to come with those people. So it's this, it's this rotation. And I love playing there sometimes because you play new people and it challenges you in different ways. And then there's a one that I play at closer to home and it's an organized group of friends. And I like playing with them too, because it's a little bit more social. So, but it's, it's definitely a different sport than most because there was one day that I was playing and this girl shows up. She didn't know anybody there. And she Mm -hmm. said, I heard I could just come and put my paddle up and I could get rotated into play. And she was able to meet all these people. So it was great. I think that's great. And I think, you know, I'm starting pickleball. I Um, love it. Yay. Next week, I'm starting a six week clinic um, here in my town. And I don't have any friends here that are playing, which is kind of shocking, but, um, I do feel like it's the kind of thing I did play tennis at one time and, you know, that I'll be able to meet people and get out. And, um, I know that a few towns away, there's maybe four or five pickleball courts and they have a lot of pickup, you know, where you can just come and play. And I think, you know, when you say it's social, it's also great. I think for midsters that, um, want to be out and be more social to just take a quick clinic and get out there. What do you say to that? It's a great way to meet people. So if, when you go to one of your class, what you're going to find Ellen more than likely is the people that you take these lessons with, you will continue to play with. Mm-hmm. And as you grow and get better, then you're going to, you know, uh, maybe meet other people that know how to play. But I started playing with people who I took lessons with initially. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of that, you know, uh, that automatic group of you're all about at the same level. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. I mean, funny story is when we were at our last college reunion down in Tampa, Um, you brought some rackets, paddleball rackets. And I think Mm -hmm. one of our other friends did, and we decided to go to, um, a a center, like a, you know, it was part of the community, a community center because they had a bunch of indoor, it was going to be indoors. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause it was very hot. And, um, we all jumped in cars and went over and everyone was so excited, But let me tell you, those seniors at that community center were not going to let the eight of us on those pickleball courts. No, I mean, no, no way. It was packed. It was definitely packed. I think Florida is just one of those areas that has a lot of players. Mm -hmm. Um, When I went up to Buffalo, it wasn't it wasn't nearly as popular up there. Um, The Carolinas, it's growing so fast. There's fights over converting tennis courts into pickleball courts. Mm -hmm. And a lot of like, you know, avid tennis players don't like the pickleball because they're losing their court space. But I'll give you a great example. So I went over, we 
we were going to play really early because it gets so hot in South Carolina. We played last weekend at seven o'clock in the morning and the six pickleball courts were packed and there were 10 people waiting to play and the tennis courts were empty. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So So we had 24 people playing, 10 people waiting, and the tennis courts were empty. So we are eyeing those tennis courts to have them converted. We have been trying to, you know, reach out to the local jurisdictions, but it just, it just allows more people to participate, you know, Um, because tennis tends to be, yes, you can play doubles, but more people play singles in tennis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So instead of having 24 people playing, there's enough for four people playing or eight at the most. So you can see, um, but the other thing is it's a very inexpensive sport to start. Mm -hmm. So you can get, you can pick up a pickle, a brand new pickleball paddle for like $40, you know, as you get good, you know, you can kind of upgrade your paddle and stuff like that, but you can really start at $40 for a paddle, you know, like $10 for a couple of the balls. And they recommend you use like a volleyball or a court shoe. Um, I don't even do that. I kind of just use my regular sneakers and whatnot, but, um, I think I, you know, I need to upgrade my sneakers but it's for very low cost, you can start this sport. So that's another big thing for people um, that don't want to invest. Like, you know, if you go to start playing golf, ooh, well, right. you know, there's the grounds, the, you know, the renting a, a cart and then, you know, the green fees and the clubs can cost you hundreds of dollars and um, it can get really expensive. Um, so it's very affordable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And something you can do with your partner, your husband, you know, or like what you were saying on your own too. Right. So I think that flexibility is really nice about the sport. Now I know, and this is kind of funny and we saw things differently. You one time had somebody who wanted to date you that was like pickleball, pickleball, pickleball. <laughs> and you were like, no, we are not having our first date on pickleball. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I totally forgot about that. Oh yes. That was, was so like, funny. And I think not getting oh, the message. Was he not getting the message? And you were like, he is not getting the message. And I'm like, that's my dream date. Yeah. Let's go play pickleball. I've had a couple pickleball dates. <laughs> yes. And needless to say, we did not have a second date because I think he only wanted pickleball dates. <laughs> oh, so. well, I know. It's just, I think the sport to play, um, I just want to say like, why do you think people are so obsessed with it? Because it really does seem like an obsession for a lot of folks. It it really is. It's like, once you start playing, that's all you can talk about this all, you know, and it's so funny. I have another friend who I keep begging her to learn how to play and she hasn't yet. And now she feels everyone's just like, she's not going to be able to catch up. And I'm like, you can, let's go. I'm going to teach you how to play so you can, you know, come and play. Um, but I, but again, I think there's so many parts to it. One, it's fast and fun. It's super easy to learn. You don't have to be like this amazing athlete to be able to play. It's inexpensive to start. It's a great way 
to get some exercise, meet new people. And it is so much easier on the body as we go into our more graceful years. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So I just want to encourage, you know what, go out, find an introductory lesson or stop by one of these courts and ask, um, they have what they call pickleball ambassadors, people who are supposed to be associated with a court system um, that try to encourage other people to learn how to play. So you can always stop by a court and say, do you all have a pickleball ambassador? They usually um, run clinics that teach people how to play or encourage people, or they can hook you up with um, somebody who's really good at it and can teach. But I can encourage all the midsters to get in there and start dinking, which is what they call uh, um, that. But there was one other thing. There was one other thing I promised at the beginning of our session. You did. And I think we want to know where the name pickleball came from. Okay. So the third dad that got brought into, you know, creating this game, um, Barney McCollum, he had a dog. Guess what the dog's name was? Pickles. The dog's name was Pickles. And Pickles used to steal the balls and run off with them. So can you, can you not hear them yelling, Pickles, drop the ball. Pickles, <laughs> drop the ball. I can just hear them yelling it on Bainbridge Island now. Oh, uh, but wow. that's, that is where they say the name Pickleball came from. Has nothing to do with Pickles, except maybe Pickles the dog. Wild. Absolutely <laughs> not what I thought you were going to say here on the origin, but Again, I thought it was an East Coast sport that came from tennis or badminton. So I've learned a lot here about pickleball right before I start my uh, introductory classes next week. Wow. Well, I'm like I said, I'm just encouraging everyone, find a new hobby, find something you want to learn to do, find something that you're going to learn, you're going to be able to go and meet new people. Mm Um, Just get out there. And this is not intimidating. I'm going to tell you, if you want to start somewhere, this is a great place to start would be pickleball. That's right. So start dinking, midsters. (laughs) All right. Till next time, midsters. The Positively Midlife podcast will drop every Wednesday. Become part of our tribe of women excited to thrive in midlife. Like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you listen and invite your friends along. Until next time, have a great week.